Pastor Derek has asked me to, uh, to say a few words on the subject of Halloween, because of course it is Halloween tomorrow, the 31st of October. Uh, so let's just talk about Halloween for a few moments, and I, I want us to, to consider three things. First of all, ask the question, what is it? What is Halloween? Secondly, should we as Christians celebrate Halloween and then deal with some objections, answer some of the objections that come up regarding Halloween? So first of all, what is Halloween? So 2,000 years ago, before even Julius Caesar and the Romans set foot on these British Isles, this was a land of pagans. Uh, Celts and Picts and other groups who were pagan in their worship, in their belief, in their religion. And for these pagans in these British Isles, one of the most important times of the year came on October 31st and November 1st, which for them marked the transition into the dark half of the year as they considered it. Summertime had ended, the harvest had been fully gathered in, and now it was time to bed down and prepare for the cold, harsh winters that we get in this part of the world. And so they marked this transition into the dark half of the year with a special festival which was called Samhain. If you see it written in, in modern English, it's written as Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it's a Gaelic word and it's pronounced Samhain. And the Samhain festival was very important for these pagans back then because it marked that transition into the dark half, the uh, evil half of the year, the uncertain half of the year as winter was approaching. And so they believed that at this time, October 31st, November 1st, the veil between this world and the next world was at its most thin. That almost the natural and the, and the spiritual realms bled into one another. And it was possible for demons and evil spirits and even the spirits of the departed dead to pass over into our world and mingle and visit the living. And they believed that this happened at this time. And so they believed that... Uh, with these evil spirits and ghosts visiting them, there was the potential for these demons to harass them if they failed to placate them and please them and appease them. And so they set about making sure that they kept these ghosts and spirits happy. And they did it with communal bonfires on which they burned uh, offerings and sacrifices from their own valuable uh, stores from the harvest, fruits and grains, they offered sacrifices and also animal sacrifices to these spirits and these demons. And at home they would prepare sweet foods and fancy delicacies which they would leave outside of their house as an offering to those demons to uh, enable those demons to be placated and not bring any trouble their way. So notice that they, they gave the demons treats to avoid the tricks that might come their way, and I hope you can see that. They, uh, they also used to dress those pagans in macabre costumes, monstrous looking costumes with animal heads and animal skins and bones, disguising themselves with grotesque masks to look like what they thought demons would look like in order to confuse those spirits and make them think they were one of them so that they would turn in the opposite direction and stay away. And all of this was very important, this festival of Samhain for the pagans then. Then, of course, Christianity came to these shores. And as Christians gained a foothold here, they did their best to eliminate this pagan holiday by co-opting it and making it a Christian 
uh, time by taking a, a Christian holiday from another part of the year and moving the date to November the 1st. They began to use that date to celebrate the lives of God's people who had gone home to glory. And it became All Saints Day on November the 1st, which is still celebrated by a lot of Christians now. All Saints Day on November the 1st. And uh, another name for All Saints Day was All Hallows Day. And just as the day before Christmas Day in preparation for it is what? Christmas Eve. Just as the day before Christmas Day is Christmas Eve. So the day before All Hallows Day was All Hallows Eve, which was then contracted to Halloween. And it was the effort of these Christians, as I say, to eliminate this pagan holiday and replace it, but they didn't manage to do it. The pagan roots continued and they grew and carried on down through the ages. The practices continued. Even when the numbers of pagans dwindled, even when the knowledge of what this all meant was lost, even as centuries passed, so the traditions continued in society and were not ultimately lost. And they eventually traveled across the Atlantic Ocean to America. You think that everybody on those ships was a King James carrying pilgrim. No, the pagans went too, and the paganism went too across the ocean. And over time it continued, both there and here, to morph and to grow into what is now a multi-billion dollar commercial enterprise called Halloween. But let there be no confusion about this. Modern Halloween is the direct offspring of ancient Samhain. Millions of children, both here and in the United States and around the world tomorrow, are going to participate in the pagan festival of Samhain. They've never heard the word Samhain. They have no idea where it comes from, but they are going to be eating the fruit of an ungodly tree that was planted by those skin-wearing Celts 2,000 years ago. So should we as Christians celebrate Halloween? And hopefully by now with what I've said already, we should all be able to say no, absolutely not. Clearly, obviously, no, we should not celebrate Halloween. You know, in the Old Testament, witchcraft and sorcery and all forms of the occult were strictly forbidden and punishable by death. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 to 13. Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 to 13, God says, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. Next verse. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. Next verse. Or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls upon the dead. Next verse. For all who do these things are an abomination, not an irritation, an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. Next verse. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 5 and verse 11, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That's what we're doing right now. Expose those works of darkness. Why? Well, back in verse 8, Ephesians 5, 8, he tells us, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. You know, God calls us to follow him and his ways. Not the world and its ways. Not paganism and its ways. He calls us to follow him and his ways. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17 says, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. You know, how can we or our children honor the Lord and walk in his ways 
While we continue to embrace a festival of darkness and death and evil, which has roots in paganism. And I repeat, ignorance is not an excuse. The fact that it is a commercially successful, culturally accepted uh, holiday now is not an excuse. Today's holiday of Halloween is connected by a definite spiritual thread to ancient Samhain. And the devil's people know this. The devil's people know this. You know, much of what is today's Satanism and witchcraft and Wicca also draws its practices and its heritage and its beliefs from those ancient pagans. And October the 31st and Halloween is the most revered day for witchcraft and Satanism. It is their day of days. If we can see the first picture, please. Anton LaVey. Anton LaVey, who was the founder of the Church of Satan, the most public and visible uh, Satanist in the world before he died, said this, I'm glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year. He was talking about Halloween. And some might say, well, we're not worshipping the devil. We're just dressing up our children in costumes. We're just going out trick-or-treating. We're not worshipping the devil. No, the devil's own man says you're worshipping the devil. Satan's man says that's what you're doing. Next picture, please. This is John Ramirez. Some of you might well know his face. John, R- John Ramirez, uh, he's a friend of mine on, on, on Facebook. He's an evangelist in the United States. He's come to prominence there in, in America as someone who ministers on the lines of deliverance and spiritual warfare. And he knows firsthand what it's all about because John was a Satanist for 25 years before he got saved. And he was a fully paid up, card carrying uh, completely involved Satanist. We're not talking about some edgy teenager looking at stuff on the internet in his bedroom. He was a proper worshipping at the Satanic temple with all the rites and rituals and practices. He was a Satanist. And he is very, he's in another kingdom now, praise God. He came out of that dark kingdom into the kingdom of God, hallelujah. And he's, evan- he's an evangelist and he preaches the gospel. And he's very strong against Christians celebrating Halloween and being involved in Halloween, you know. He understood as a Satanist how important October 31st was. He married on October 31st in a satanic demonic wedding ceremony that involved blood sacrifices of animals and everything. And so he is very strong against it. And he says this when he was asked on TV about um, being a Christian celebrating Halloween. He called it spiritual adultery. He said, I don't know how you can cheat on God and the Lord Jesus Christ by celebrating Halloween. Besides, he said, I don't see Satanists coming to church on Good Friday to hang out with us. They don't come our way at Easter, so why are we going their way at Halloween, amen? So in, in closing, let's answer some, some objections that people might have. You know, I think it's clear as Christians we should not be celebrating Halloween. But the fact is there are some Christians who see no problem with celebrating Halloween. And see that the word we're using, celebrating Celebrating Halloween. You don't like that word? Oh, let's change it. Participating. No, that's no better. Being involved. No, that's no better. Any word you choose, you are getting into this thing called Halloween, this house of Halloween. You are entering it no matter what, what, you, what words you use. And some Christians, they don't see any problem with, with celebrating. They, they might say, well, we don't believe all the pagan stuff. All that, all that stuff about the veil between this world and the next world, uh, the ghosts and the spirits visiting and, and off, offering sacrifices to, to appease them. We don't believe in all that stuff. I'm just dressing up my children. And they're going out having a good time trick-or-treating. We don't believe in all that stuff. To which I say, I don't think the devil cares. I don't think the devil cares what you believe or not believe. Let me say this to you. The devil doesn't care 
what you believe or not believe if what you do gives him access to your life. He doesn't care what you believe or not believe if what you do gives him access to your life. We know that he comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. In Ephesians 4.27, Paul says, give no place to the devil. Another translation says, do not give the devil an opportunity to work. Another one says, do not give the devil a way to defeat you, a foothold or an opportunity. Trick or treat is sawin. Whatever you believe about it, trick or treating is sawin. Dressing up is sawin. And so then someone says, but what about dressing up in neutral costumes? You know, what about, you know, I go to an adult Halloween party for my work and I'm not dressing up as vampires or, you know, monsters and something. I'm just dressing up as Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just dressing up as a famous sports star, Cristiano Ronaldo or something. You know, I'm not dressing up in one of those costumes. I'm sending my children out to trick or treat, but just, just dressed up like Superman or Spider-Man or Disney princess. You know, surely there's nothing wrong with just dressing up in a neutral costume. Listen, if you were sending your children out dressed up like Spider-Man or Superman or a Disney princess in the middle of July, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The point is not that you're sending them out dressed one way or another. It's the fact that you're doing it on October the 1st. It's the fact that you're doing it for Halloween. That's the issue. That's what ties you to this ancient paganism and this evil spirit. You know, if the devil invites you to dinner... He doesn't mind if you ignore his dress code as long as you arrive at his table. If the devil invites you to dinner, he doesn't mind if you ignore his dress code as long as you show up at his table. And Halloween is his table. It doesn't belong to the Lord. And so then someone says, well, what about Christian alternatives to Halloween? What about a Christian alternative? And you know, some churches, they do offer alternatives uh, we had one in this, ch- we used to do it in this church, a hallelujah party, as we called it, a celebration of Jesus, the Lord of life and light, with fun and with Bible-based games. And you can, churches can and do have activities for children at Halloween to teach them uh, with age-appropriate teaching the victory of Jesus Christ over evil, over Satan, over all the works of darkness and so forth. Now look, while, while I'm not against alternatives completely, and I won't judge any church, any ministry, I wouldn't judge this church if we, if we had a hallelujah party. I must be honest with you, my feeling on this particular issue has changed somewhat over, over the years, and I have hardened, I think, in some ways on this issue, because my, my feeling now is essentially, why? Why, why is such a thing necessary? If Halloween isn't for us and we've determined to have nothing to do with it, why do we feel so pressed to create some Bible-based, Jesus-themed alternative to Halloween? Just let the day come and go. Just let it come and go. You know what tomorrow is? Well, for them out there, tomorrow is Halloween. For me, it's October the 31st. It's Monday and nothing more than that. Just let the day come and go. You know, it's funny, isn't it? We don't do this with anything else. Last week uh, was Diwali for the, for the Hindus, but we didn't feel any kind of need to create some Christian alternative to Diwali to, to preoccupy our children. Am I, am I right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? We don't do that for Eid. Christian parents who are listening to me right now, your children have classmates and friends at their school who are Muslim children. And when Eid comes along, those Muslim friends of your children will be celebrating Eid with all their families. But you don't sit at home scratching your head trying to come up with some Christian Jesus-themed alternative to Eid 
so your children won't feel left out. That just shows how pervasive Halloween is in our culture. How it's seeped in so much that we feel this pressure to, you know, well, we can't, we can't leave the children out. We've got to give them an alternative to that. No, we should, we, should be a, we should have the courage as Christians to say no and to stay away. And someone might say, well, I don't want my child to be left out. I don't want my children to be left out. Then perhaps instead of an alternative to Halloween, just give them a replacement. And before you slap me and say that's semantics, you're just saying the same thing with two different words. No, in, instead of giving them an alternative to Halloween, just give them a replacement. Just do something fun. If you, if, you wanna, if you want your children to not be glum because their pals are out doing trick-or-treating and so forth, first of all, you, as a Christian parent, you have a responsibility before God to raise your children in a godly way. So you should be able to explain to them exactly why Halloween is not welcome in your house and among the, the, your, the lives of your children. But if, if you want to, just do something fun with them. You know, there's a, there's a bowling alley here in Oxford. Above the bowling alley, there is a crazy golf uh, thing you know just take them for crazy golf take them to pizza hut what do something fun at home uh, just you know whatever you normally do to to you know have a good time with your children just do that just do that in closing let me just say you know Christ has liberated us from evil darkness death in all its forms Colossians 1:13 says that he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness delivered us from the kingdom of Satan and he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He is the Lord of life, the Lord of light, the Prince of peace. All goodness belongs to him and is found in him. And that is a much more wholesome and worthy cause for celebration. So let's be people who do just that. And, and if we do fall short and if we do fail and if we do stumble in any way, let it not be because we were trying to do what the pagans did so long ago. Amen? Amen. Praise God.